It's Sunday morning. Time to check in with the president of Travel Best Bets. Claire Newell is with us on the line. Claire, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. And we are going to talk about this is, uh, I think it's in the back of everyone's mind when you book your flight, when you get on the plane. Uh, You feel pretty safe once you're in your seat, but you could still be bumped from a flight. Yes. So, Jill, has this ever happened to you? Thankfully, no. It hasn't. Okay, well, when I wasn't married and I had no kids, which feels like a million years ago, um, I, a couple of times, took flights that I volunteered to give up my seat. And I got the next flight out and I got a ticket to be used anytime I wanted within a calendar year. To me, it was a really great deal. I left two hours later and I got a basically another trip out of it. So if you've ever heard the uh, at the gate, the loudspeaker come on and them asking for volunteers, I basically took advantage of that. But I didn't need to get somewhere quickly. So there are uh, uh, the other type of bumping is involuntary bumping. And this is the one where people get really mad about. This is when the airline, uh, in some cases, may have overbooked. But I think that there's a, a misconception that that's the only way that you would be involuntarily bumped. So I just wanted to let people know a couple of ways that you can actually be, you know, kicked off, even though you paid for your seat. And one of the most important pieces here is that in the airlines, you know, the fine print, they call it their contracts of carriage every single airline when you buy the airfare there's this little you know the little fine print that says that the airline does not guarantee a particular seat uh doesn't guarantee a particular schedule or flight it's basically them covering themselves in case of you know the the following things we're going to talk about and one of them is the air marshal needs your seat so They are still on every flight. They're there to protect you. You won't even know who they are. They're usually, you know, they're they're just blending with the the rest of the passengers, but they take priority and they're there for your protection. Very, very rarely does this happen, but it can. Another one, you've messed with a crew member. So this could be for a, you know, uh, something that you got into an altercation uh, maybe before you boarded, you were rude, whatever it might be. But if you've messed with a crew member, they have the ability to speak to the captain and get you uh, kicked off that particular flight. And then you would be put onto another one. Uh, another one is if you or your kids won't listen to crew members' instructions. So this happened a couple of years ago. I remember it was, I think it was an actress who was on board with a toddler and the toddler was walking around during taxiing. So when you're taxiing out to the runway, it is mandatory that you are in your seat, including toddlers. And I know it's sometimes hard to tame them, but they need to be strapped in because the airline is responsible if for some reason they put the brakes on and you fly forward and get injured they are the ones who are responsible and they don't want that liability so that's a must and if you're not following that in the case of that actress and her son they were removed from the the plane which is a monkey motion for everybody of course if they've got checked bags oh jill like they have to get the bags off and everything it's everyone's annoyed uh, the other reason, of course, is what we have seen in the past um, where an airline has oversold or double booked 
SSD. Now, this can be a glitch in the computer system. Uh, you know, there's a number of reasons that this can happen. It's so rare now because the compensation that they have to pay you is quite significant, and they don't want to. They don't want to have to pay you. The other reason is you're not properly dressed. And these days, I know from having teenage teenagers, um, the midriff showing is, you know, a common look these days. But when you're going on board uh, an aircraft and you're wearing, say, a skimpy shirt and, you know, Daisy Dukes, you're probably going to be asked to cover up um, T-shirts with offensive wording. You know, really, I know there are people out there. I've seen people wear them when they come back from a holiday. They've picked up this funny shirt with a crude saying or, you know, frogs. Um, in compromising positions or whatever it may be, you're going to be asked to change because there's kids on board that flight. Really? Like, anyway. (laughs) I'm always shocked, too, that the people, you mentioned the Daisy Dukes, like, it's not comfortable. I'm even shocked when I see women wearing skirts, short skirts on the plane, thinking that it's not even comfortable to sit for any length of time in an airplane seat. Why are you dressed like that? Yeah, why are you dressed like that? And the worst part about that in my mind as a germaphobe on board a plane is your skin is touching those seats that a gajillion people have been on. And those planes are not like sanitized. They're clean, but those seats, I just can't even imagine. And then you're kind of stuck to them. It's just gross. (laughs) Okay. The last reason um, in my list of ways you might be booted from your airplane seat is if you have been overserved. Okay, let's really overserved. How about you chose to consume too much? <laughs> so, if you're inebriated or you're, you know, otherwise impaired, maybe you took a sleeping pill too early. I've seen that happen. Um, don't expect to fly. You will be asked not to go on that flight and go on the next one. So, it's um, just something to keep in mind when you're when you're actually at the gate and you're you're planning to get on board a flight, sometimes things happen and you might be bumped. But we should talk a little bit, if we have some time, about what to do if you actually are bumped off your flight. Yeah, for sure. One of the ones, too, not on the list, I had a friend years ago, she was flying home uh, from India, but she was really, really sick. And to the point that she looked really sick, and they said to her, you're not getting on the plane. No, no, you you can't. We're not exposing all of the other passengers to whatever it is uh, that's ailing you right now. You're going to have to take a later flight once you're better. Yes. Now, this does happen, um, especially with things that are airborne. When, When we had the incident with SARS, this became really, really critical. People would, you know, that's how diseases are often spread from one country to another. People take it on board a flight. And often you'll see signs up in countries where it will say, if you're, you've had a fever, you're coughing, you have X, Y, Z, then they ask you to, you know, go and, and do, they double check you to make sure you're going to be okay. Nobody wants these diseases that may not be in their country to then be brought in. So, probably best for your friend that she actually did recover because if you're going on a long haul flight from India to Vancouver and you're feeling miserable, ugh, it's just, yeah. there's nothing worse. Um, more than likely the airline will uh, not charge her. I hope she wasn't charged to get on a later flight. Um, she was just put on and didn't have to pay anything except she would likely have to pay for her accommodation and her meals and all of that, that she wasn't expecting to, which can, it can eat your budget really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you do then? You get bumped. What do you do in that scenario? 
so often, if you, uh, we're going to talk about if you're involuntarily bumped. So you need to know what your rights are and get an explanation of, you know, why you were bumped and what kind of compensation you're going to be offered. Now, more than likely, the airline is to give you cash. Now, they may offer you a credit or miles, but you don't have to accept that. If you choose to accept some form of credit, you may get a higher value, but you don't know if you don't know when you're going to be traveling next, it may be better to request the cash. I always do that. Then I can go on the airline I choose when I want. Like I may not have plans to go. If it was maybe here to Toronto that I have to go every couple of months, that's one thing. But when I'm going somewhere on an airline I don't typically fly, I probably won't be flying within a year. Cash is king. So make sure that you ask for that. Now, if you're, the airline should also get you onto the next available flight to your destination at no charge. And at that point, don't hesitate to ask for an upgrade. I mean, they're the ones who have bumped you involuntarily. The least they can do is get you to the next class of service. If that's premium economy or better yet, biz, business class, that would be so great. You, if they um, can get you on the next flight, usually it's within an hour or two if there's a regular uh, flight schedule. But you may be able to go to them and say, hey, listen, you don't have a flight for another eight hours or the next day. If it was the next day, they would likely give you some um, vouchers for accommodation and meals. But if there's another airline that is flying, you should go ask them and say, you know what, put me on the flight with that airline, which is four hours from now, and then you would still get your your compensation, but you're getting to your destination a little bit faster. But um, there's there's no joy in being involuntarily bumped, and most often they're they're going to do whatever they can to compensate you well. And I mean, they knew they need their loyal clients and they know that if you're bumped, you are going to spread the word that you are miserable. So we know it can, they know it can be a huge pain for travelers, but often there are some very good compensation things that you can get. And hopefully with the amount of flights that are going to certain destinations these days, you can just get there and it'll just be a little bit later. All right. And if you're uh, if it's something that you've done to yourself, is it basically you're on your own, you need to rebook and get yourself uh, to where you're going? Yes. In most cases, that is what happens. You are just uh, it's just one of those things. You know, you're you get there late. You um, if whatever it is, if it's your fault, you drank too much, you took that sleeping pill you will be bumped and you will have to pay. So it's something you definitely don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's good advice. Um, let's get people traveling. Don't take that sleeping pill too soon. And uh, where can we get people going today? Um, the first deal I've got for you is to Las Vegas for the fall. And I was looking for this for um, a friend, actually, my sister-in-law, because she's getting married November the 10th. And there was a thought of maybe going down to Vegas. So this is for departures October the 14th through until November 20th. And it's airfare and three nights hotel. So in this case, it's going to be something along the lines of the Luxor or similar, that kind of level of hotel. But it's on sale already for $2.99, taxes of $1.71. So that works out to $4.70 per person. The next deal I've got for you is a five-night Pacific coastal cruise. This is a neat one, Jill. You walk on board the ship 
here in Vancouver on October the 13th. And you sail on board that ship for five nights. So Vancouver, Victoria, San Francisco, ending in L.A. You're then transferred from the ship, well, the pier, to the airport. And then you fly home from L.A., the transfers included. That little getaway for five nights is three ninety eight. Hmm. Taxes of three forty eight, so seven forty six all in for a five night Pacific Coastal cruise. It's a great ship, and your meals, accommodation, entertainment—it's all included. So the seven forty six, including tax, is for an inside cabin for fifty dollars more. So seven ninety six all in. It, you can get an outside cabin, and if you really wanted to splurge. You could spend, um, a, get a $200 upgrade for a balcony cabin for that get little getaway. Now, the next one I've got for you is an end of season. Still a good time to go, though. Greek island package. Now, I wanted to have this one on today because Greece has been by far the most popular destination. I know we always talk about the three eyes, Italy, Iceland, Ireland. And yes, they've been popular, but Greece, for whatever reason, this year has been, by far been the number one destination. What's crazy about that is both of my brothers did trips to Greece this, um, this summer. Hmm. So this package is leaving October the 11th. It includes your airfare. Then you spend two nights in Athens, which you want to see, you want to go see the antiquities, the Parthenon and the, the big Olympic Stadium. It, it's a really fun city to see, but it is quite busy. So then you go out to the Outer Islands. You spend three nights in Mykonos. My one brother spent two weeks there, which it is the kind of the party fun island. Beautiful. And then you spend three nights in Santorini, which in my uh, my opinion is one of the most picturesque islands in Greece. It's the one that you traditionally see with the blue dome and the white buildings and the beautiful Mediterranean out in the background. So the package, including your breakfast daily, and then all of the transfers. So with the Greece packages, you've got lots of transfers, you know, to and from the airport, between the islands, whether it's a ferry or a hydrofoil, that's all included. If you're doing that yourself, it's a bit of a monkey motion. So this is all organized for you. It is 1849 taxes of 647. So all in for that uh, Greek Island package, 2496. All right. So that's a great deal and a great uh, place to see. Uh, on that note, people can get all the information on the website at uh, travelbestbets.com. And we'll talk to you next weekend. Sounds great, Jill.